Greetings everyone, Mike Cleveland here with you today on Worship Wednesday and we have a special broadcast today because my wife Jody has uh, come down with COVID as we all have, but we're, we're getting over it. Jody's still coughing and so forth. So I get to share this time with a wonderful friend of mine, Kelly Dorsey. Kelly, I'm so glad to be able to do these with you and welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Mike. I am so excited to be here. So excited to have this opportunity to unpack this music that so, that that's, that can be very useful um, as a tool to preach the gospel to our own heart. If it's a song that is taking us to the cross, Amen. and not just something that's pretty or spiritual, and something that you can sing along to, but something that you can sing along to that's going to take you right up to Calvary, Amen. right up to that hill, and, and and focus your mind on Christ and receive His love, His forgiveness, His acceptance, everything that Amen. He died on the cross to give us. So that's um, beautiful. Very good to be able to be here today to talk about that. Amen. I have so many friends that uh, really into music as a way to in their quiet time with yeah. the Lord. And, but making that transition to make it worship time and yeah. we worship at the cross um, is very important. Amen. So delighted to it be is. able to do that today. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Uh, one of the things I appreciate about this song is that it's not typically one that you would sing in church. We were just talking about that. Right. Um, it's more of a rap of a rap song, right? But you and I could care less about the genre of it, whether it's jazz or country or you know any particular uh, af aspect of music, right? We care about the words, and these words are gospel words, and they're glorious. So let's get right yeah. into it. The yeah. the uh, the the is it called a singer or the, the songwriter or that. Either word, Either uh, singer, songwriter, author. Author, um, okay. right? Uh huh. And his name is. His name is Bizzle. Bizzle. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So let's just start. Let's get okay. right into it. He sets this in the context of he's at uh, maybe at home with his family, and his kids come up to him and ask him a question. Well, you want to read that? What are they asking Dad here? Yeah, they said, um, "Hey, Dad, can you tell us the gospel again?" Um, of course, he says, "Of course, I can." Um, and hags the kids to sit down and take a seat mm -hmm. um, so he can begin to share with them the gospel. But the, but the kid asks a very um, important thing that um, I think we'll see the importance of as we go through this song is that he asks them to start at the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, so that was pretty unique that um, he did that. Right. Um, important because, as we'll see, that the gospel is at the beginning Amen. of the word of God, right there at Genesis, we'll right? see the gospel. So it's, it's, it was good that he asked that question and yeah. clarified that the yeah. gospel is at the beginning. Yeah, you know, some people think that the gospel started when Jesus died on the cross. The gospel was from the foundation of the world right. before God made the world in his eyes, in his mind. Right. Uh, the gospel was the plan from the ages. And that's what uh, Bizzle is right. going to show us. Yeah. The gospel is not an afterthought. It's not plan B, right? This was God's intention from uh, all eternity. Right. So, yeah, with that introduction, then he begins at the beginning. He says, just for you at Genesis. You ready? Okay. <laughs> and here he goes. God created man and gave him his commandment, sat him in his garden with everything he planted, said, this is all yours, son. Want it? You can have it. All except for this one, because that's 
that one's just for daddy. Okay, what is he talking about here that happened in the Garden of Eden? Well, he's um, talking about the um, the fall, yeah. um, where um, God created um, the world. He created us. So he said it was good um, after he had done that. Um, but he did just give them one um, one command, right. um, and it was just to not eat from this one tree. And what's, what's um, ironic is that there was plenty of trees they could have yeah. ate from. And I, if I'm not mistaken, they all had the same fruit. Right. <laughs> but this one, so he wasn't keeping something good from him, yes. which is the deception that sin gives. It gives us that impression that in his commands, which are good, that he's keeping something that's from right. us that's um, that would be better. Yes. Um, so he wasn't keeping something good from them. He had provided for him. But this one command, this one um, thing that he um, that he asked them and he told them not to not to go near, um, they did. Right. Well, and this is why um, we were talking about this yesterday at church. Why we don't want to put people under the law. Yeah. Uh, in in Adam's. Adam and Eve, in their innocence, they had a nature that wasn't sinful. They couldn't keep one command. Yeah. Uh, and you're going to tell me that in my sinful nature that I'm born with, I'm going to keep all ten? Yeah. And get God's favor in that way? Yeah. It can't be done. Can't be done. Right. They, they can't keep one command in the best environment. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> with the, the best father. With the best father, the best circumstances. It could not have gotten any better. Right. Um, and they couldn't keep that one command. So how in the world do we think we can commit, keep 10? Exactly. 613, I believe is exact. <laughs> right. Exactly. All right, so then the next verse. Um, so now we've got the commandment. God says you can eat from any tree except for this one. All right, now what happens next, Kelly? Okay, so he says um, the devil steps in in the right way, steps in it right away mm -hmm. with his deception, said you can be a god if you just taste it. It's amazing. You won't die. God is a liar, throwing shade in his direction. That small seed of doubt forms a change in his perception. See, if he had nothing, he'd appreciate that one thing. So there's the deception, isn't yep. it? God's withholding from you. God's lying to you. Uh, you. You know that you won't die. That God's just threatening you. So all these doubts are what Satan casts Adam and Eve's way. Um, and... Kelly, there is nothing new under the sun. No. Satan still comes at us and wants us to look at the Bible, God's Word, and say it's been translated so many times. Uh, man has gotten his views in there. It's not relevant. The cultural changes have happened since then. This is all the hiss of Satan. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and when we... When we are beginning to say, yeah, I don't think that word is true or right. We know we're on shaky ground. Right, right. right. So he then says, um, God gave him everything, but he's focused on that one tree. Oh, this is the problem, isn't <laughs> it? Well, why, why is it that Satan wants to distract us uh, and get us focused on the forbidden? 
what what is it in your own understanding about what temptation that really is to get distracted? Um, certainly to get us distracted um, off from the Lord, but it's in my experience, you know, when those distractions come, it's to get me focused on how I can be better, how I can have mm. happiness, how I can have peace, mm. um, love, identity, direction in my life, mm. in my way, I you see. know, um, and what I perceive is better mm. for me. And totally just, you know, not trusting God. And it's, it's, it's important. I mean, it, it makes a big difference when you don't have the focal point of the cross. Yes. Because the cross is that foundation that says, I can trust. Mm-hmm. Why? Because of what he did. Oh, he gave beautiful. up his son. Mm-hmm. He gave up his heart, mm-hmm. his love, his beloved. Mm-hmm. So that's a foundation. See, we can say, you can trust God. Mm-hmm. You can believe him. But I needed a foundation mm-hmm. to put that in. And that's what the cross is. Yeah. It gave me that foundation. It said, I can trust God. I can trust this man. Wow. Because he gave me himself is everything. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Wow and wow. <laughs> and more wows. That was that was good. Uh-huh. If you don't have that foundation, you're susceptible, you're open yeah. to the temptation of Satan. Because can I really trust God? That's yeah. exactly what they were dealing exactly. with. Exactly. Can I really trust him? Whereas you say, well, let me think. If a man gave his life for me out of love, as a pledge that he would always provide my every need, yeah, I think I can trust that. Yeah, um, I love how you framed it in that way that you can trust because you've seen his death. Yes. So then Adam and Eve sin. It says sin is here. In his fear, he covered up and hid. He covered up in leaves. And Kelly, what's the very next statement? He covered up in leaves, and what happened? He said, covered up in leaves, God covered covered him with skins. Hallelujah. (laughs) God covered him with skins. Wait, where did he get the skins? (gasps) He got the skins from a lamb or a ram or an innocent substitute. You know, this creature who had done nothing wrong and... And he, God created him, and he was doing everything that God created him to do. Um, but he was made this substitute, um, this covering. Right. And if you think about that, like picture yourself in the garden. So Adam and Eve are under the death sentence. Now. Yeah. They know God said, whenever you eat of this tree, you're going to die. And now they are fearful. Yes. They know they, that God's going to come for them. Yes. And sure enough, here he comes. Adam, where are you? Yes. And Adam's quaking in fear. His boots are quaking. His fig leaves are shaking. He's, he's covered himself the best he can to protect himself, but he knows it's not good enough. He knows that he's still exposed to God's anger and his punishment for sin. Sure enough, here comes God. And Kelly, you look over there, and what is he doing? He's putting something else to death instead of Adam and Eve. And then he's, he's skinning He's skinning this animal. Uh And and there's blood everywhere when this happens. And God in his love with, as it were, bloody hands comes to his children, not to kill them, but to clothe them. And and he covers them. And, and, And Kelly, what are your thoughts about 
how that points us to the cross. Oh, that that's just an amazing picture um, of how God deals with us um, with in Christ. Yeah. And, you know, just 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 to go back just a little yeah. bit when you're when you're talking about how he skinned this lamb, and I'm just imagining Adam and Eve in the garden. You know, now they realize they're naked, so they then that's shame. Right. They feel ashamed of what they did, so they're covering themselves. But to see this scene, um, you know, before all they witnessed was all this beauty, all this glory, receiving all this love. Yeah. But now to see this bloody scene, mm-hmm. I can't imagine the impact and the awe, how they must have been awe-stricken mm. seeing um, what God was doing to this animal. Had to very much feel that it should have been them yes. that was there. Mm-hmm. Um, but to see this gory, bloody scene um, that God was doing to this animal and then to take those skins and put it on them. I mean, how mm. adequate could fig leaves be? Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. What kind of covering could that really provide? Yeah. But to, to take these this skin and put it on them and it'd be such a perfect fit, such a mm. suitable sacrifice mm. for Amen. them, for their need Ooh, at that yes. time. You know, so it just just amazing um, picture of you know what Christ is. You know, yeah. he he's what we need to be rid of our shame, yes. of our guilt, um, our sin. You know, and we need something that's suitable to us. And yes. he became suitable when he came to us in flesh. Yeah, he took you know, our skin. He on. took our skin on. You know, he covered covered himself in our skin, our sin. You know our iniquities so right. we can be covered in his righteousness. Oh, just an amazing, oh, amazing picture. I'm going to jump up and round around the room if I'm not. That was beautiful. Yeah. And, and now look at how God has to look at Adam and Eve through the sacrifice to say that I no longer see your sin. I see you're covered with the substitute. Yes. And I see you as perfect, having never sinned. Yes. Spotless. Why? Because you're covered, you're clothed in the righteousness of Christ. Or as Isaiah 61.10 says, I'm wearing, or I've received, I'm wearing the garments of salvation. Yeah. Um, This is beautiful, Kelly. And I think at this point, this is so rich and so deep that we need to make another podcast of this. We've actually only gone up to the first scene that he presents. <laughs> He's scene. going all the way through. We might have a couple, a of, couple podcasts. of podcasts on this. I appreciate so much the way that you presented this, the way that your heart, own, your own heart was affected by what you saw in the garden with the bloody scene. And I hope our listeners will understand that the cross, again in a garden, was a bloody scene. Amen where the Son of God himself was bloodied for you to forgive you, to cover your shame, to, to make you acceptable to God so that it's no longer the skins of an animal that yeah. was never accepted. That was a sign pointing forward to the Son of God coming and loving you unto death, covering your sin and shame, making it so that God sees you as pure and perfect, Uh, So thank you, Kelly, and we'll uh, come back and we'll do the next scene next time. Yeah, looking forward to that. All right.